Camp Takeoff 2022 is a go. Coverage presented by 72 Souls and Kona Brewing. Everyone's excited about this year, especially on offense. We got the tools to be a really good offense. It's the start of a special journey. This group, we have staff-wise, player-wise, it'll never be the same again. You want to make it count and, and make sure uh, we all put our best foot forward. The home of Arizona Cardinals football, 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Camp Takeoff 2022 with Wolf and Luke. Back here at State Farm Stadium, practice will get started in a little over an hour. Joining us on the Arizona Sports Line right now is Paul Calvisi. Paulie, what's going on? Enjoying the Top Gun music there. You know, fitting, right? Cardinals getting on a flight this week. It's on to Cincinnati, gentlemen. On to Cincinnati. Now, Paulie, what would be the one thing you really are looking for, first and foremost, on Friday night, when they actually put the Silks on and play a preseason game? Well, let's see. How much time do we have in this segment? Well, we've got about, I don't know, eight minutes, Paul. I'd say Zayvon Collins, Paul. That's see, where I'd start. Paulie, you, why do you say that, Paulie? Because I agree with you 100%. Why? You know, it doesn't really matter if he's in command necessarily wearing the green dot, which he might be. You know, I heard something interesting recently that the Rams last year used at least four different players calling the defense that four different guys over the course of last season for the world champion Rams were wearing the green dot. So I'm really not concerned with any of that. I'm more concerned with whether he shows hesitation once the ball is snapped, whether he can make some of these pre-snap reads, whether he can read and react, whether he can be instinctive, whether he can use the 6'4", 250 and all the athleticism, whether it's going to do him some good if he can actually be in the right place at the right time. And Wolf, have we not seen signs of encouragement? Did we not hear Nick Vigil on Saturday say that Zabin, from all accounts from what he's hearing, is way ahead of where he was last year by leaps and bounds. So hopefully that bodes well starting Friday night, even though I expect most starters to be on the sideline, especially since it's artificial turf in the natty. Talking to Paul Calvisi, uh, Paulie, we had the red-white practice over the weekend. Kyler Murray was out there signing autographs for a good hour or so afterwards. It was a sellout. Uh, it just seemed like the fan base, it's been a long off season, even though they made the playoffs last year. But frustrating end of last year, a lot of drama this off season. It, you get the sense that the fan base is like, all right, let's, let's get to some actual football now. We're ready. Yeah, you know, people don't come to sports to get all this off-field drama, right? Mm-hmm. Sports is supposed to be an escape. We're coming to sports for the sports. Let, you know, let's play ball. Let's talk about guys playing ball. They don't want to talk about the dollar signs and any other contract squabbles or stuff beyond, okay? You, you can leave that for... Look, when a team is leading a sports cast and leading a newscast, usually not good. So let's yeah. just get back to being in the sports cast and playing some football and talking strictly about that. And you know what? I'd say there's plenty to look forward to these next three practices. Why? Because Kyla Murray is back and he'll be joined by Hollywood Brown. So let's get a look at that. Marco Wilson is going to return to practice today from all accounts. And mm. let's see, last we heard his name coming up, it was unprompted by the head coach. And he was put on a form of blast, was he not, that the head coach needed to see more out of Marco Wilson. So I think there'll be a lot of eyes in number 20 today, both on Saturday night as well. In fact, if you want to talk about the cornerback position and what we're looking forward to seeing, you know, Friday night in Cincinnati, definitely looking at Josh Jackson. Yeah, does he yes. stand the next test? What is, I think they're going to use this first game. 
they're going to get a real assessment of that corner position, and then they're going to decide, all right, are we willing to go after some of these fairly prominent veteran names that are still on the market, who I presume are still holding out for some serious cash, and based on the result against the Bengals, even minus Joe Burrow, they're going to get an assessment whether they're going to have to spend accordingly to bolster that cornerback room. We're talking to Paul. My hair is the texture of a goalpost, Cal Vesey. You on had the done Wolf so well right for here. five minutes. Paul, talk a little bit about the offensive line and the development of the offensive line, and what do you think that looks like from a depth perspective? Well, first off, you know, we heard the word nasty from uh, Sean Kugler on Saturday in regards to Will Hernandez. I mean, the only thing nastier in cards camp so far has been the pair of camo shorts that Wolf has been wearing basically (laughs) since 2004. If you're scoring at home, Wolf has been wearing the same pair of camo shorts to Cardinals camp since 2004. In fact, when Larry Larry tackled Wolf, I'm surprised he didn't get like some sort of, you know, skin uh, infection (laughs) just based on contact with Wolf's shorts, which nobody will get near. As for the depth on the offensive line, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I think the big question is Lasita Smith is if he truly could be counted on to be a backup center, then I wonder what the status of a Sean Harlow might be. Mm. But as as Sean Kugler mentioned in the press conference, and we've all witnessed during the open practices, um, it can be a sawed-off shotgun of, of snaps from, from Lasita Smith so far as a guy playing that position for the first time. So, But I tell you, and I've said this before, right guard last year was a liability. I, I don't think there was nearly enough attention paid to just how poor the play was there, how much I think it got in the head of Kyla Murray and rattled him, especially in some big games, especially those last two games against the Rams. Right There was the, the prime time game in week 14 where Aaron Donald had what you know 15 pressures something absurd he had a season's worth of pressures in a single game and then we all saw the wrecking ball he was into in the playoff game so you got to figure that out Will Hernandez is the guy especially in light of the injury to Justin Murray and then the comments about Josh Jones very interesting do we not talk all offseason guys about how look he's not a guard he's a tackle Sean Kugler finally confirmed yep. as much on Saturday. The just question is, okay, where is he tracking? Can he really provide some competition maybe against a Calvin Beecham? I don't think yet, but I'm guessing he'll get a lot of reps on Friday night. All right, Paulie, you can't, uh, you can't say Hollywood Brown or Rondale Moore is the answer to this question, but no Hopkins the first six weeks and Antoine Wesley hurt right now. So as far as other receivers, is there anybody that has caught your eye or, or might catch your eye this week? Greg Dortch. In fact, I would say in the team session on Saturday, he made a heck of a catch down the side. Jared Garantano, I thought, made a heck of a play. Vansos have dialed up. It was like a seven-man blitz. He brought the house. Garantano actually bought time, sprinted to his right. Just when he thought he was going to throw it away or maybe step out of bounds, he rifled a ball down the sideline, and Dortch snagged it, toe-tapped the sideline. And I'm like, wow, okay. To me, that was the one play that stood out from Saturday in front of the fans. And and Dorch has made a lot of plays. I, I've yet, knock on wood, seen him drop a ball. And, and he, he lets the defense hear about it. He's got supreme confidence. He was a guy that made a lot of guys look stupid on scout team last year. So when he did get some reps towards the end of last season, he's sort of like an Eno Benjamin. Everybody pulls for him on the sideline. And, uh, yeah, there's definitely room to crack the final 53 if you're number 83, Greg Dorch. We're talking to Cardinals sideline reporter Paul Brillopad, Calvisi here on the Wolf and Luke Show. Paulie, talk a little bit about Eno Benjamin because I'm hearing an awful lot on Eno Benjamin and the whispers surrounding him. What have you seen from Eno? 
Wolf, you just can't say you're hearing stuff in whispers <laughs> without defining it. What are you hearing, Wolf? What do you mean, what am I hearing? You know, Benjamin is a guy that is in the mix to actually get some reps during the regular season. What are you hearing, Paul? No, uh, there's. I totally agree with that. I mean, they need someone in the mold of a Chase Edmonds. Yes, Wolf, we know you've been saying that's the comp for, for Eno Benjamin since he was drafted. I get it. Thank but you, if, you look, if you look at the myriad reasons why the Cardinals down the stretch you know, stumbled and fumbled their way to losing five out of the last six, the fact they didn't have their two running backs healthy at the same time over the second half of the season, save one game, I think that was a big reason. They didn't have that one-two punch back there. Now, could it be Daryl Williams? Sure. Uh, he had a lot of confidence going to the podium last week. He said, I don't care what the system is. Give me the ball. I'm going to make a play. So you love that supreme confidence. But what I thought maybe was some gamesmanship from the head coach, sort of you know pumping up the value of Anito Benjamin in case maybe they wanted to deal him in the offseason. I've also heard Cliff Kingsbury praise Eno Benjamin off the record. Just And so you realize, no, it's legit. Right. It's real. Uh, and, and I'm guessing he'll get plenty of touches and again now that he's not in the doghouse where he spent the first two years because a i don't think he had a complete mastery of the playbook the focus wasn't there and then b he was a liability in pass pro he's resolved those issues and and for that reason yeah it's legit and i think they're going to monitor the carries from james connor during the regular season more than last year and there is going to be more of a rotation ideally to keep James Conner healthy for December and January football. Paulie, this was relatively professional by all of us for the entire segment. Thanks for joining us, man. What's <laughs> game it over already? Oh my goodness! Yes, we're game, very late to break. Paulie, you game focus. Like, you know what? See, I, I don't. Well, Luke, I don't have time for Wolf again. I'm on to Cincinnati. Oh, okay. <laughs> you are on to Cincinnati. I'm ripping you the next time you come on, Paul. Uh, you'll rip you him when no he's time. not even here. You did that last time. 